Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Back at it again, baby. It's Believe in Commanders. It's Anthony Armstrong here, the original one three. Crib Christmas break time for him. That's right, man. And that's it. Christmas gets here so fast. I mean, all these holidays they come and go, but Christmas like sneaks up on you. I was flipping through the calendar and I look and I was like, "What's that little twenty-five down there?" I was <laughs> like, "Oh yes, yep, that and, twenty-five. And for me, Christmas break, working at a school, you kind of forget what day it is. So. Uh, every day kind of feels like a Saturday morning, which is really nice. But then you're like, ah, I guess I got to do something. It's the middle of the week. You know, football's yeah. on at all different times. It's a great time. I love Christmas break. Hot take, maybe. I, I love Christmas break and kind of fall Christmas break uh, more than I like summer break. Hmm. I know summer break is longer, but I think that Christmas break is more fun. I feel like more is jam-packed in there. So yeah. uh, I'm enjoying it and uh, not enjoying the football from my favorite team, but football nonetheless, bowl season, fantasy football, uh, NFL playoffs coming up right around. It's all going on in full swing as we wrap up the season. Yeah, there's a lot going on. For I mean, this is, I feel like this is one of the more interesting playoff races as we yeah. wind down the season I mean, with so many teams hovering right around – seven you know seven six seven eight wins um it's like for a while shoot the commanders were still in the in it and now they're officially been eliminated but like they they had a chance that they would have ran the table and things would have fell their way so That's it's interesting right. to see i mean a lot of teams that started out slow started out in you know maybe you're like oh you know this is a dumpster fire i mean shoot i think of, i think in denver you know we were dumping uh-huh. on denver and now yeah. they're over there you know fighting for a playoff spot so Hey, well, kudos, kudos to those, those guys. And what about the the last three teams in the AFC right now? You've got the Browns, the Bengals, and the Colts all playing with backup quarterbacks. I think yeah. they all kind of expected those teams to fall off, and they just keep winning and keep finding ways to get it done. Whereas, like, the Texans, the Bills, um, Steelers, even those Broncos you mentioned are out of the picture right now, but you feel like those are some of the more dangerous – not the Steelers so much, but the Broncos and Bills, despite not being in the playoffs picture at the moment – feel like two of the more dangerous teams should they get in so these last three weeks are huge uh whereas the commanders aren't involved they they certainly um will play a couple of teams that could be favored in the super bowl race between the the 49ers and the cowboys so a lot to play for for a bunch of different teams and it's going to be fun to see how this shakes out because nothing is really set in stone as we sit here with three weeks left it's not i mean teams have some teams have clinched you know very few but they, those teams still need to make sure they perform well. I mean, you look at Dallas coming off of a tough loss up in Buffalo. Um, now you have to question, you know, home field advantage means something to them yeah. now, right? And and as commanders, you got to think, you still have some bubbles that you can pop, right? I mean, you know yeah. that this is a team organization that hangs a lot of weight on beating Dallas. There, This whole season has been, you know, a dumpster fire, like we said, but you beat Dallas, at least it's, you know, scented well it's not a stinky dumpster it smells like potpourri but uh you got to take the wins where you can so beating dallas is is big uh, for those players for for people who are gonna continue to have careers uh but you know uh, unfortunately one had to end after the game uh, against the rams cameron cheeseman was released yeah uh, long snapper um and you say what it is rightfully so um it's a performance-based league and 
if you're not able to do your job, then you're going to have to be released and they're going to have to go another direction. So uh, good luck to him moving forward. But uh, it was a move that was long overdue. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you're, you're right that you have to do your job. And when your job is that uh, pretty cut and dry, snap it to the punter, uh, you know, whether the punter is the holder or the actually punting the ball. And, and we saw a couple of times this season where he didn't do that, kind of corrected it a little bit, but then it was just really bad in the Rams game. One of the many things that went really bad in that game. But uh, yeah, you know, you wish the best for him. You never want to see somebody lose their job, especially right around Christmas. I don't mean to laugh. It's just an uncomfortable laugh, but okay. it was time. And like you said, probably well overdue. The team signs Tucker Addington to the practice squad. They'll probably elevate him a couple of times and kind of mess with the roster in that regard. So he'll probably be the long snapper for the rest of the season. I don't know much about him. I saw that he was wearing a Patriots jersey in one of the, yeah. you know, transaction pictures. So yeah. uh, that's about all I know. But Hopefully, that's all, it, hopefully that's all you need to know, honestly. Yeah, hopefully it's the you last time we talk about the long snapper well, uh, no offense. because that's the, all he needs to do. Long snappers are very interesting individuals. They, are, right. they really are. I mean, they have such a – like a – they're like – I say one-trick pony, but they're you know, very talented. I remember she, I had yeah. down in Miami, I remember a guy, John Denny. He was a tight end. He's out of BYU, but he was – solely a long snapper but he he used to do tight end things so like he had that ability to go and catch a pass here and there um and then i remember nick sunberg in washington and um he he wasn't going to go do tight end but he was just solely a long snapper so very interesting people that you got all around but big thing long snappers are important because you know you got to have that execution to get points on the board and that three points you know that field goal those extra points it, they affect games and, we, and yeah. you know it takes points off the board and when the commanders were Six and a half point dogs. That three points would have covered the spread. It would have covered the spread with our folks over there at BetOnline.ag, and that's our sponsor, right? So, you know, if you go over there and you and you want to go ahead and put some wagers on, you use our code Believe B L E A V. Get yourself a welcome bonus, fifty percent welcome bonus at that. That's their Christmas gift to you um, for you guys being first timers. Uh, but you were talking about Christmas games. They're games at 12, 3, 30, and seven fifteen. I mean, you got Vegas and Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You have the Giants and the Eagles. You got the Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers, which could be a Super Bowl preview. Yeah. Uh, five point dogs are the Ravens. So if you like those, go over there to betonline.ag. They got all other sports as well. Esports, golf, soccer, baseball, you name it. They got it. Bet online, it's where the game starts. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for all those games. Uh, you know, gives you something to watch on Christmas. Always NBA always takes over. So it's cool to see the NFL get a little uh, action there as well. So I'm sure you can put together a nice little parlay there, some different games and things like that at Battle Line. So be sure to check those guys out. Um, yeah. Cheese, the cheese didn't just uh, affect the commanders. When you're affecting Vegas, that's when things are bad. So, uh, you know, kind of recapping that game. I mean, there's not much to say. We weren't too optimistic about the commanders going into LA and Sean McVay just kind of put on a clinic had Kyron Williams not fumbled twice. I think that the score would have been way worse. I think, uh, Jacoby Brissett, which I want to talk about a little bit more than anything, um, does a little window dressing at the end to make it 28 to 20. Uh, overall thoughts on the game. Did you watch the whole thing like me? Were you a sicko that just watched every snap despite knowing how it was going to go? Or, or what are your overall thoughts as Washington leaves L.A. and is officially, as you mentioned, eliminated from the playoffs? 
You know, I can say the the last time I had joked on Facebook that the commanders helped me paint my front door. Um, <laughs> this time I was able to clean and organize the little game room that we got upstairs. So good for you. There um, you go. It was it was progress. It needed to happen, and so I just turned the game on the TV, and I had you know a little distraction. I stopped and watched uh, here and there, but so the game was on in its entirety. But I was keeping myself busy and occupied, so I didn't go through the torture just just sitting there just soaking it all in. If, if that makes any sense at all, but oh yeah, one- I I should have I should have prefaced that I was watching the Grinch on one TV with some friends mm. and then had it on the the smaller TV, so I yeah, wasn't the Grinch full on, on sicko mode, but it was it was still <laughs> just on. about goodness, <laughs> man. You're watching the Grinch during Christmas time. And you had your Sunday uh, getting spoiled a little bit. But, you know, I, I, what I was looking for from this game was just I wanted to see guys show up. How were mm-hmm. people going to respond? Right. Yep. You understand what you're going up against. You're going up against, you know, so much with a former coach, uh, a team fighting for the playoffs, talented players. You have a, a lot of mismatches across the board. What are you going to do? Who are you going to be right now? That's that's what people are going to pay attention to. And the defense, in my eyes, you give those guys a check. If you have to decide who won offense or defense on, on their on-field performance, I got to give that love to the defense. Sure, they still gave up 28 points, but forcing those turnovers, doing something that we haven't seen them do in a long time, I think that you got to give the check to the defense. So I was impressed. Um, overall, you still you got to get a W, but the offense took too long to get things going. Um, they they were uh, they they did make it a point to get the ball to Terry McLaurin. They say yeah. we're going to get Terry the football, and y'all gonna stop bashing him and saying that he isn't the number one. Uh, we're gonna give him opportunities, and so uh, I applaud them for that. Uh, but you know, it was still more of the same. We weren't weren't able to get points off of it. Um, and it's just just a few growing pains that you're going through, but you see effort that's going on out there. What, what were your thoughts? What do you think? Yeah, growing pains. I'd be okay with that if this was week four, but it feels like the same stuff that we've been seeing all season long. And and you mentioned the turnovers. It was the first time the defense had forced a turnover and felt like a long time. And what does the offense do off of it? I just was curious. They they ran seven plays off the two fumbles for a grand total of negative eighteen yards. I don't know how that's possible, but that's what they did off the turnovers. And that's just that if there's nothing, I mean, if there was anything to sum up the season, it was that, 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 you know, one side shows up, actually makes a couple plays. The other side can't back it up. And it just felt like it was just an, a microcosm of the entire season, but I'm with you. It was fun to see Terry McLaurin, even if it was in a lost game, get, um, get some big deep bombs and kind of get some confidence talking to that defensive back that had no chance at guarding him. And I think with these last three games, I think he's at 835 yards, something like that, that it's operation get Terry over one. Okay, so keep feeding that guy. Um, it was fun to see Curtis Samuel. I think Curtis Samuel is going to be a real, um, you know, it, it all depends on what the next coach wants to do, but I, I wouldn't be upset to see him back here. Um, he has kind of taken over that second wide receiver role that we thought Jahan Dotson was really going to take over. Just hasn't happened for a multitude yeah. of reasons, but, but Curtis Samuel having two touchdowns, whether they are in garbage time or not still is pretty impressive so i thought i agreed with you i thought the defense played a little bit better than the offense um but there were still some bright spots on the offense sam howe did not look very good um just some throws that didn't make sense had a bad interception with antonio gibson wide open um he did have the touchdown to curtis samuel but just another mixed bag for kurt for uh, sam howe and it just kind of depending on what you wanted to see i I feel like you 
you you didn't really get any answers. You wanted to see him fail. I mean, he still had a touchdown. He still was moving the ball a little bit. You wanted to see him take over this role and kind of solidify himself for next year. You didn't see that either. Yeah. And then it, it, it's, it's all muddied with, with Ron Rivera, for whatever reason, bringing in Jacoby Brissett. I thought it might be garbage time, but then it wasn't as, as you know, big of a gap as I thought I don't know it just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me I'm curious as your thought as a a former player but what does that mean for Sam Howell moving forward well I think when you have uh Jacoby Brissett step in the game and then perform well yeah um everybody's like well hell why didn't you do this sooner um and I I I initially I was questioning I was like well why why are you doing this right now especially when it was like four minutes left or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. there was still time where you could score, get the ball back and then go, you know, for fourth quarter drive last minute. That, that made me kind of, it made me question it, but then Jacoby went right down the field and I was like, the sucker's about to have a fourth quarter comeback effort yeah. right here. And um, I was, I was kind of questioning the timing. Um and then I figured it was going to be something that was going to start this whole rumbling of like, well, why didn't you do this earlier? Um, and I, I would say this, it, to come into the defense of Ron Rivera, I would say that it is the fact that you're still trying to develop Sam Howell. If you imagine if you pull him, you know, earlier in the season, at what point would, would we have done it? Would they have done that, right? And then yeah. how much is that going to, you know, damage his you know thought process and his development and then now everybody's going to say well are you now you're definitely going to draft a quarterback if you end up you know high enough in the draft and I feel like it it would it would end up making being some it would snowball into such a big issue that if they would have done that earlier it causes issues but now it's, I think it'll happen now anyways it'll be some, yeah. a quick flash yeah, so I, I think you said that Sam is still going to be the starter. I think you said largely it was to save Sam from himself or something like that. But I agree with you. I think if you had done this earlier in the season, you're sitting here like the Falcons right now who have flip-flopped once again going back to Taylor yeah. Heineke over Desmond Ritter. You would have shot his confidence to to hell, honestly. Yeah. And and so I, I, I do appreciate that it, you know, if there was going to be some flip-flopping, it's with the season out of reach, uh, things kind of looking like what they're looking like. It's okay to give the guy yeah. a rest. Um, hopefully he comes back and has a good game against the Jets, but it just was a little odd timing-wise, which I know there's probably not ever a good time to bench your quarterback, but um, yeah. it was interesting. You know, well, I see my, my thinking too is, is would you – you mentioned being like like Atlanta. Atlanta's in the in the playoff hunt. Yeah. Right? Do you would you want to be in the playoff hunt right now? Just just knowing knowing everything, okay. And let's just say all you change is the record of this team, and you say Washington is sitting at that eight nine spot, but you know that you still have cap room, you still have draft capital. You, you know, mm-hmm. do you want do you want to be I, in the I, playoff hunt at that point? I always want a chance, um, but you know seeing how close you are to the top pick now i'm I'm like okay it's okay that this this is kind of a lost season it's you're gonna start fresh next year i, I don't root for losses but I, I just root for what's best for the team but yeah i don't think i mean atlanta is still competing for the division if for whatever reason the eagles and the cowboys had taken a big step back and it was like 2020 and you're gonna win the division at seven and nine sure 
go for it. Try to try to try to get to the playoffs. But to get the seven seed to just get your doors beat off by whatever <laughs> division winner it is, I, I don't know that that's ideal for this team either. But at, at, I mean, I do want I do want an extra. I mean, I want my team in the playoffs. But yeah, at a certain point, you have to be realistic that this yeah. is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm notorious for saying that winning is is you know everything and it, it cures all, but. You got a lot to gain, especially when you're thinking you're going to change head coaches. You, that's that's assumptive. Why not put yourself, I don't say put yourself, but just why not be in a, a better position in regards to the draft and free yeah. agency and just put more things in your deck rather than saying we snuck in, right. we barely made it, right? Because, I, I mean, right now on the NFC side, shoot, man, the seven is the Rams are seven and seven. Yeah, Vikings, you know, there's a lot of teams that are on there that you really don't want to have to go and play. Right. You know, so better to be sitting here at four and ten and being able to look ahead by listening to Believe in Commanders with Anthony right. Armstrong and Brian Murphy. Uh, you know, so what uh, so three weeks left. We know they got the Jets, which they could win, and we'll talk we'll break down the Jets game in our next episode or kind of what we're looking at there. Then we already mentioned the 49ers and the Cowboys, a chance to play spoiler for A, your division rival, and B a guy that um didn't leave under the greatest terms in Kyle Shanahan. So yeah. as a player, as a fan, as a front office guy, as a coach, however you want to look at this, what are the goals for this team? With three weeks left, knowing now officially the playoffs are out of it, your coach is most likely gone. I, I know you're playing for that next contract. I know you're you're kind of auditioning for not just this team, but for other teams. But overall, what's the goal for this team, and how do you stay motivated with three weeks left? That is a hell of a question, Brian, and, and it's <laughs> tough. It it really is tough because you already know that there's going to be a portion of the players that have checked out. Like there's some guys that have it's already checked out and there's like they're they're just trying to get through this thing, stay healthy and, and get into the offseason as soon as possible. But but there are some people that are still trying to, you know, make some noise. And you know, ultimately, you're going to have to find some sort of growth. Right. I'm looking for cohesion uh, because you have to assume the majority of the people that you see that they keep throwing out there, they're looking for at least from a coaching staff. I would say that you're looking for some group to show some sort of gel gelling and something that we can we can look to build on you know mm -hmm. you don't want to see a lot of missteps and going backwards so maybe it is good to have Jacoby Brissett get in there and and let everybody else kind of get on the same page and feel some success a little bit and Sam can see it done right you know so uh, they're still teaching moments in it all ultimately you know sure mm -hmm. you say you still want to win some games but um you know we, everybody's also still trying to jockey for good draft positions and you know our own joe de leon has a uh, joe alt uh pegged to to be the commander selection so we'll definitely get him on the show to talk about the draft later on as well but i think right now if i'm the in that ownership group i'm, I'm trying to find some cohesion i'm i'm still trying to see what eric bianami is looking like Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm just trying to ultimately find out who's going to be around and help us take this thing to the next level. That, that was one thing I also didn't understand from the Rams game, because I agree. I think, you know, maybe Ron can say, well, if we had won that game, we would stay. We would have stayed in contention. What I mean, as much as that is lip service and actual truth. But Emmanuel Forbes playing six snaps. I mean, I think you'd want to see more from your first round pick, knowing that. <laughs> 
I mean, you don't, you're not just going to be gone from this guy next year. I mean, he's going to be around for at least two, three more years if you don't trade him before then. But yeah. I would want to see all these young guys. I mean, no offense to the Charles Leno's and and those guys. I'm not not him specifically, but some of these veterans. I want to see what we have in in terms of the young guys. And sure. it just kind of feels like. With Ron Rivera, he says one thing, and it doesn't always work out that way in the games. But I'm with you. I kind of want to see, like, okay, who who's the nucleus that's going to stay put for this next coach and who's going to be there um, to make plays for you in the future. And um, I just don't know that – I don't know that Ron Rivera is thinking that way when he's kind of almost – I don't want to say he's checked out. I'm not going to dog on him. But, you know, he kind of has to know the writings on the wall and sure. just are his, are his goals is what he's trying to accomplish in those last three weeks is that – kind of mesh with what the team wants to do and i wonder if ownership kind of does say hey i don't care if you don't want to play emmanuel forbes we need to see what we have in our first round pick we need to see more quan martin we need to see some of these young guys get ricky stromberg in there you know some yeah. of the, some of that stuff yeah quan martin was flashing too man yeah he was, yeah. He was running around making some plays had a sack i believe or yeah half a sack. tackle uh, yeah have sack and uh, he's in the backfield and I mean, obviously, he went to school with Devin Witherspoon. And so to see how Witherspoon is having some success out there in Seattle, a lot of success, um, you're like, man, hey, make let Quan do that same thing. Right. right? They're aggressive. They like to get in the backfield. They like to you know, go and make some noise. So um, there, there's there's chances out here, man. It's just you got you just put people in the right positions, please. please. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of right position, we, we, we kind of talked about the the, the playoff and, and that sort of thing. If you had to pick right now, we have three weeks left in the season. Um, we know some of the big-time contenders. We know some of those teams that are right on the cusp who have been playing well. It is December 20th when we're recording this. Who do you have in the Super Bowl right now if you're fast-forwarding to the beginning of February? Take it all the way to February. We're in Las Vegas. We're getting a Super Bowl 47 rematch. San Francisco faces the Baltimore Ravens. I like it. You get your rematch here. Okay. Uh, there's a different Harbaugh uh, on the San Francisco side this go round. And this time, I think, I think that the 49ers will get it done. I think that they have a goal in mind. They have a mission. And, and with leaders like Trent Williams and with Fred Warner on that defense, they, they're ready to take this thing to the next level and carry that Lombardi trophy back to San Fran. Now, I also have San Francisco in the Super Bowl, and I think they do win it. At the beginning of the year, I believe I said uh, unofficially on Twitter or something like that, I think I said Buffalo over San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick with that, uh, but but I have you know now San Francisco winning. I think Buffalo will come on strong, even though they are not quite in the playoff hunt uh, or you know the playoff seeding yet. I think they win yeah. out. I think they, they, they finish strong. And I think that they still get to the Super Bowl. I think they're finally turning around. I think Josh Allen knows he doesn't have to be Superman, as we saw um, against the Cowboys. He can lean on yeah. that running game a little bit. Uh, the AFC is tough, but I, I think that Buffalo is the most complete team, uh, mm -hmm. despite the fact that, that, like I said, that they're not quite in there. But I think San Francisco is a, is a head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, I really like Baltimore, but I think – the lack of pass catchers is going to come back to haunt them. I think that uh, Lamar Jackson, the, yeah, I think Lamar Jackson is kind of making, you know, making do with what he has, but I think that that's going to come back to haunt them. So I'm going to stick with the, the, the bills and the 49ers, but flip it and have the 49ers winning as we sit here with three weeks left. All right. So, hey, San Fran, y'all might got something going for you. Uh, but, I mean, it's, it's a tough race. I mean, you're just looking at all the teams, the Colts. 
the Colts are there, yeah. you know, from going from the Jonathan Taylor drama um, and then Anthony Richardson going down. And now Gardner Minshew, who lived in a van down by the river, yeah. is leading your team to the playoffs right now. It's it's crazy to see. I mean, Houston is in the hunt as well uh, with that whole rookie, you know, everything down there mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, they're getting that thing done as well. So it's exciting to see. Uh, what what about the offensive player of the year? Who who would you throw that to? Ah, man. It's hard. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I have a toss-up between two guys, and I think if Tyreek Hill gets to 2,000, which I think is still – there's still a shot. Three weeks left. He missed last week, so that makes yeah. it tough. I think it's like I think he if, needs 152 yards a game. Yeah, so – which is – that's like chump he's change not, for he's him. Not in the, he's not in the same division as Washington, so that's yeah. Better. So I think if he gets to 2000, you give it to Tyreek. If not, I think you got to go to Christian McCaffrey, who has just Mm. done a little bit of everything for the 49ers and is a large reason why they are, you know, what they're doing, what they're doing. So um, it seems like the MVP always goes to the quarterback. So I want to at least give a a position player some love. So um, I would I would lean Tyreek first and then Christian McCaffrey a close second. I had to vote for Tyreek as well. I mean, this guy has he's leading the league in six receiving categories. He's leading the league in yards, touchdowns, uh, twenty yard catches, forty yard catches, first down. He has seventy one percent of the time, six hundred one yards after the catch. Not to mention the next closest is like five thirty two. So wherever Tyreek Hill is, he's gonna take that thing to the house, and yeah. and he's done this. Week in and week out, and if it wasn't for him missing that game last week, I I, I think he would have get, he would have gotten to the two thousand. But he's going to need to have like a one a couple of one seventy fives to make my to make me feel comfortable about him getting it in that third game because hundred and fifty two yards each game when people know you're going for something, they're gonna find they you think they'll find a way to stop him, but yeah. they haven't been able to do it all year. And I think they still did they just. No, I think they still have a game against the Patriots, which you know Bill Belichick prides himself in taking away your best player. So yeah. it'll be tough, but uh, if there's anybody that can do it, I think it's this guy. I mean, 152 sounds like nothing for him, but you're right. When people know you're gunning for it, it, it kind of becomes a little bit harder. Yeah. yeah well, do you, what about defensive side, defensive player? Uh, I think I've got to go with um, another kind of you got to get there. I think if Miles Garrett, who is sitting oh. currently at seventh in sacks, if he can get in the top five, I'm giving it to Miles Garrett because I just I, I want to reward the Browns for what they're doing. And maybe that's mm. maybe that's for Kevin Stefanski for keeping this all together with four different starting quarterbacks. Um, but I think Miles Garrett is just a beast. Um, he's at 13. And he's only a half sack behind Josh Allen and Max Crosby. So he's right there. Um, I just think he is a game wrecker, and I think he's a guy you kind of forget about because sometimes you forget about the Browns. But um, I, if he can get in that top five up to top three-ish, I'm giving it to Miles Garrett. Okay, okay. I, I had I had to go into enemy territory. I, I had to give it to Deron Bland. Yeah. And this guy steps in for Trevon Diggs, and you understand that he's opposite Stephon Gilmore. So immediately teams are going to say, Go over to the to the second year player. I mean, he had what, three picks last year. No, five picks last year is rookie season. He's got eight this season. Leads the league. He has five of them that he's taken to the house. That's an NFL record. He's for stepping in for somebody and then going out there and performing like that, like he has. Man, if he was in a contract year, he'd be getting paid. 
But mm-hmm. now you got to think he's going to give Dallas some flexibility. What they want to do is still Stephon Gilmore as he gets a little bit older. But Deron Bland, he's my defensive player of the year. Um, absolutely lights out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to to argue with that when you when you do something special that is so different from what the rest of the league is doing. You know, it's one thing to get sacks. It's one. It's even one thing to lead the league in interceptions. But when you take them to the house like that, it, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be mad at. I'd be mad because it's a cowboy, but I wouldn't be mad at at him winning <laughs> it. Uh, and Micah Parsons still always floating around there. He's kind of right outside the top five, top seven for sacks too. He he certainly will be in the mix. And I always think it's I, like. We haven't talked a lot about TJ Watt or haven't seen him talked about a whole lot. And Ho-Hum, he's still leading the league in sacks. I mean, that's just a guy, that whole family just produces when you, even when you don't think about them at, at the front of mind. They are talented. I mean, that's one of those ones when you they ask you, are you related to anybody in the NFL? And you're like, absolutely, in all caps and Sharpie. My last yeah. name is Watt, and JJ, yes. TJ, all of them. <laughs> uh, I'm related to them. Derek, you too. Uh, uh-huh. all, all of y'all, I'm related to. Like, that's that's something that people are going to pay attention to because they know what it is, and you know how to prepare. And, and uh, it's a little bit of an advantage to understand, yeah. uh, you know, what it takes to get out here and, and to make a splash. But speaking of making a splash, give me this one. Super surprise player of the year. Who surprised you uh, jumping onto the scene? Um, Man, uh, you know, I, I think Deron Bland is a, is a good one. Um, I think had Josh Dobbs not kind of fallen off, I think that was a, a, a really great story. But for me, I got to go with Puka Nakua. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you could even almost, you know, maybe I have the Rams on the mind because the commanders just paid him or played them. I, I, you know, Puka Nakua or Kyron Williams, two guys that just kind of came out of nowhere and uh, have been huge, and not just in fantasy, but for hu- huge for what the Rams are trying to do is they're right there mm-hmm. with the playoff. Um, uh, you know, playoff berth on the line and the fact that for Puka specifically, there were so many receivers taken ahead of him. It's yeah. kind of like Amon Ra, how he kind of kept in mind all the guys that were taken ahead of him. Puka Nakua is the same way. Uh, he has just kind of, he stepped in for Cooper cup when he was out. And even now he still has a role with Cooper coming back and the Rams, man, they are, they are, they are a scary team because they've been there before. Sean McVay has been there before. Sean McVay has yep. been to two Super Bowls before, won one of them. Matthew Stafford looks completely healthy, healthy the way he's throwing the ball around. Yep. Um, so, so, so Puka Nakua just kind of embodies what the Rams have done this year. You know, no draft picks. Uh, you know, they, they kind of went all in for that Super Bowl, which man. is quite the strategy. And now they're here flirting with a playoff uh, berth. Uh, must be nice to be uh, an LA Rams fan right now. Man, they are doing something special. I mean, uh, you got to think too in that in that system. Uh, young running backs they have success right early mm-hmm. on in their career. So shout out to him for that. But I I also got to had to give it to Puka Nakua just jumping on the scene, taking over. He's like seventh in the league in yards, I want to say, or yeah. um, fifth or some somebody like that in receptions. Uh, just he's become a you know a go to weapon for Matthew Stafford when you have Cooper Cup to choose from as well. So uh, it's, it's not like there's chopped liver over there and there's like, well, this is the best I got. Like you got a, a really good receiver in Cooper Cup on the other side. So um, that's, that is, that's what's going down over. That's my surprise player of the year. Yeah, and he's he. Uh, I'm looking real quick. He's like top ten in most receiving yards as a rookie, mm-hmm. and it looks like uh, mm-hmm. he could definitely. He could definitely catch a couple of these guys. He's at 1163, three games left. He definitely has Odell Beckham and Randy Moss in his sights at just over 1300. So he can move into the top four, top five, which would be 
quite impressive for a guy that was kind of a an afterthought when it came to the draft. Yeah, I mean, he should he jumped out. I think he had what ten or eleven receptions in week one, then fifteen in week two. I thought there was a typo uh, on the screen. Nothing that I would have ever thought to have happened. But hey, he's and he's done it and he's continued to do it. So that's that's good to see him not fall off, right? Yeah, he's kept this thing going. Yeah, so uh, even if the commanders are out of it, these last few weeks have a lot of good football going on. Uh, Anthony's uh, Super Bowl preview is, is on Monday night, so a Christmas game there. So all kinds of good football to watch while you have the commanders on kind of in the corner because we all know we're fans and we want to see what happens regardless of it being bad. Uh, but a lot of good football to go on as we, we tick down here to the playoffs and to the uh, end of the regular season. I love it, man. So hey, you go over to the betonline.ag, use our code, believe at uh, will believe and then you're going to use it to get a 50 percent welcome bonus hit us up at believe commanders on all our social media uh twitter is a space that we love to have those conversations that y'all jump in with us and, and just talk about the game and talk about the team and what you got moving forward so let us know who's y'all's offensive defensive uh surprise player of the year let us know all those players the picks that we made i want to hear yours drop them on the twitter we'll get in that conversation with you and, you and can then you can listen to out. all over the place. Tune in Radio Series XM Stadium, YouTube, Reach TV, uh, Believe TV. I mean, all all these places you can see us and listen to us. We appreciate you following along. Even in a lost season, there's still so much fun to talk about. Uh, yes. So I love chopping it up with Anthony. We love that you guys listen in and interact with us in so many different ways. Absolutely, man. Throw some questions on there, too. Some discussion topics that you want us to go over. Maybe you got something that you want me to get on tape. We would love to talk about it. So hit us up on uh, the social platforms and we will get to you uh, but for brian murphy i'm anthony armstrong catch you guys on the next episode of believe in commanders we'll see you around town thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.